Brooke. Like, yeah. I really feel like my life has changed because of it. We are two women, both cancer thrivers, in the battle of and for our lives. Initially meeting because we were bald, we started sharing our stories and cheering on each other's journey. This is a safe space in hopes to help others in their own journey to learn and know they aren't alone in the experiences. Welcome to the Bald Babes. Oops, that sucked. Welcome to the <laughs> Bald Babes podcast. Glad to have you here today. So Brooke and I are discussing, we're going to be discussing our protocol, our, our cancer treatment protocol, what we're doing to combat it, not only through chemo, radiation, medically, but through our nutrition, our spiritual, our physical well-being, all of those combined in together. Yes? Yes. Yes or yes? I can't I, wait. Where to even start? I just started making a list of things I'm doing and I hope I even have it all because I have been doing so many things. I feel like when the cancer came back and I pretty much I hit my knees and I said, Lord, I need time. You you have to give me time. And then all of a sudden it was people presenting all these different avenues to me. I have things that I'm doing well, even the first time I had the cancer, it was the oils. I started doing essential oils, essentially doTERRA oils, just because of their properties of it. Have you ever done anything with oils? Uh, I used to. I've been asked recently quite a bit about the, the oils, but I haven't ventured into that avenue just yet, mm-hmm. but I've highly considered it. I have person on my team at work who she's very knowledgeable. She has a good knowledge based on oils and she put together a oil protocol for me and even got my son certified and how to rub these certain oils on my spine or my feet. It started with my spine and I had a crazy reaction. I guess it was detoxing too quickly, apparently. So then we went to my feet. There was things like uh, winter green or winter... Uh, maybe something like that. But the big one and the one that I still use every day is frankincense. So mm-hmm. between like the peppermint, there's lavender, there's, uh, I can't even remember them all on my head, off the top of my head. I'd have to go grab my my box of oils. But I keep the frankincense on my nightstand and every night I rub it off, take a few drops, put it on my feet. And then I take what's left on my hands and I rub it on my spine and like when I had it in my brain, I was rubbing it on my head. Another mm-hmm. avenue that came to me was using crystals and working with crystals and that type of energy. What do you have you tried that at all? Yes. So uh, whenever I first got diagnosed, I had friends that delivered me crystals and what the purpose of them were. And I really believe in the holistic type of things like uh, I don't know if essential oils would be considered holistic but I think crystals um I've even looked into doing the Indian doctor in Sapalpa where she looks in your eyes and gives you like a healthy vitamin regimen Mm -hmm. to do um so that's something that I feel like I'm going to probably do in the near future Mm -hmm. and go down that route but 
the crystals I, I really like. And I was given, I keep them in my house around the bed and places like that. Yeah, so I have a, a good amount of them that was given to me. And I even take them with me when I was doing chemo. And I would set mm -hmm. them next to me so I could get that healing principles from them while I was doing chemo. And then I put them by my nightstand. So I have them there at nights as well. And I absolutely believe in this protocol, I believe that everything is works together. And I, mm -hmm. I think that there are many, many options available out there. And so I really, if anybody was like, this helps beat cancer, I'm on it. <laughs> 100%. Yes. yes. Another one, supplements. Can we can we dive into supplements? How many are you taking yes. a day? I, I think I'm at 12 different supplements now every day of so, just different types. That's not even just like four of one, two of one. Like yeah. Just 12 different types. <laughs> so total so, probably around 20 something that I'm swallowing. But what do you got on those? Well, do you take the um, the tea in a capsule still? So I've been do you taking take that yes. three times a day. Yes, I've been taking Essioc tea is what it is called. And it is also something that can be drank. Yep. So that is definitely one that I take. I take it morning and night for that one. I do from the brand Juice Plus. I had a really great friend. This will be a whole nother episode too. I feel like as we talk more and more episodes come to my head. I had this wonderful friend with uh, granola bar pans is, is her like tag name. And because I wasn't getting good nutrients mm -hmm. when I was on chemo, because I was just so sick. And so she sends me their vitamins mm -hmm. and that has made a huge difference. So I take those vitamins every day. I take a master blend of mushrooms because there's a lot of oh. healing principles in mushrooms. Mm -hmm. I did and not so know that. Yeah, there's like apparently a whole documentary on fungi on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. It's on my to-do list. But mushrooms have a lot of great healing principles. And so since I can't always eat, well, I could maybe, but I don't eat mushrooms every day. So I take these capsules to help supplement those gaps. And then uh, even though I juice ginger in the morning just as a safety protocol like maybe when I'm traveling and I can't always take it I take ginger root every day as well I do that one uh turmeric and a lot of there's a lot of science that's based on that um the inflammation diet and there's a lot of supporting evidence and how that helps with cancer as well in battling that have you heard of that I haven't but I do the the turmeric or turmeric or however it's said it right yeah I have no idea. I just know that whenever, when we, we don't eat the dairy and we don't eat egg whites in the mornings, we were making tofu scramble. And mm. the way you make it is with turmeric in the mornings. And so if it wasn't that, it was juicing and making those immune shots with the apple cider vinegar. My personal trainer that I had, she had given me a meal plan of a lot of immune-based you know, foods to eat, things mm -hmm. that were healthy for battling cancer. And it, she had this juice on there. It was a shot and I made them, well, it ended up being more like a paste. Mm -hmm. And I just started laughing because I told my husband, I was like, obviously I did not do something here correctly because it should have been something that I could drink. 
right. but it does, it has like ginger in it, you know, the turmeric, the, it had a little bit of cayenne pepper, Ooh. but I had to cut that out because it really irritated my throat with all those blisters. Oh, yes. And so it, I was really sensitive to that, but it, it had a lot of really good properties in it. Hard to drink it. <laughs> yes. Hard to drink with the cayenne pepper. I well, kept telling my husband, like, he's like, you need to do it. You need to do it. I'm like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> that That's tough. So. I have to plug my nose on the ginger shots because it just, it is very strong and it burns. It burns mm-hmm. on a good day. Let Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am with you on that one. I do pomegranate extract as well. And I threw that one in there because I read the book Eat to Beat Disease by Dr. William Lee. Mm-hmm. And he had talked about how there was a study done in France for patients who did immunotherapy. And the difference between the immunotherapy working for a patient and not working for it was based on one bacteria in their gut. And the bacteria, it comes from a couple foods, but the only, the one that I could remember was from pomegranate. And so that's why I added that one to my diet. I do milk thistle, one called Amla or Amla. I'm not really great at saying names, but it's a, a fruit that comes from India, but it has really great cancer fighting principles in it as well. And then I do a like a probiotic. So we have that good health gut. And then I do one from a company called Life Vantage called Pro Tandem. And I could be saying it totally wrong. And again, that one is what's called an NRF2, which what that means, I have no idea. They sent me research. I read it. But because my short-term <laughs> memory is so awesome, it went in one ear and out the other. But it's a print, it has like five different supplements in with it as well. I know it does have milk thistle in with it, but I take extra milk, milk thistle because I just want to... Anything I can take extra, pretty much. Uh, and then, of course, I take that Essiac tonic as well. So that's what I do as far as supplements to try to help. And then I've started actually a, a uh, one that's supposed to help the brain fog as well. I had a, another fellow cancer friend recommend one for brain fog. So I just started it. So I can't say yay or nay of how it works for me yet. So, And then I feel like the big one is the plant-based diet. Yes. Yes. Cause on, on your supplements, I don't take all of those, but I take a few and I, I do take primrose. I do take magnesium. I do take, you know, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin K. I take B12. I just take a lot of those vitamins. Cause like you said, when we're so sick or we're not eating the proper nutrition, it's really important that we have those vitamins that we're not getting from food either. And I do know that with my most recent chemo, I don't know if I mentioned it before or not, but the calcium levels in my blood were too high. So that when that happens, that causes a lot of bone and joint pain. Mm -hmm. And so that's why the nurses felt like that's why my body feels broken because the levels are, are higher than normal. Mm -hmm. And so I quit taking, I quit taking calcium because my magnesium had I either had it by itself or I had it joint with calcium. And mm-hmm. so I just quit taking that supplement um, to try to bring those natural levels down and try to keep some more calcium in my bones versus in my blood. 
And because I was afraid of getting broken bones or if I slipped and fell, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously you don't want to go through that on top of everything we're going through. Right. Since we're in menopause now, those are (laughs) wonderful side effects. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So the plant-based, so you actually read, was it a book or you followed a gentleman that has beat cancer based off of the plant-based diet, right? Yes. So I have followed what is called, his name is Chris Wark, W-A-R-K. And he has this whole program called Chris Beat Cancer. So I just started following it religiously. Again, I had somebody present this plan to me and, and I just started digging into it. And I bought the program and right away just started. And it was very overwhelming. I could not even, I don't even know how to not sound like this is exaggerating. It was, I was so overwhelmed with it. I was exhausted. I was crying. I was sad. And because now I was fighting cancer and I wasn't enjoying what I was eating because I was really, I ate either oatmeal or a smoothie for breakfast. And it says cancer fighting smoothie. And then lunch and dinner, I was eating what I call my sad salad because I was so sad when I ate this salad. I mean, it's jam packed with amazing stuff. And this is actually the moment I knew I loved you, Brooke, because I was at the cancer center. I know, you know, remember exactly what they are Uh talking about. I'm at the cancer center and you were there to visit a friend. We just started chatting. And I was talking about how I was so sad eating the salad because it just wasn't flavorful and I just missed good flavor. And you said, well, have you tried these vegan dressings? And I was, no, what are these? What is this that you're talking about? So you drive across town to Trader Joe's and buy me the Caesar <laughs> and the Green Goddess along with the tofu because I was like, I just want some good protein. And you came back and you dropped it off for me and they had given me Benadryl. And so I was asleep by the time you came back and I felt terrible Mm -hmm. about that. But that was such an act of love and service that you provided for me. And I was able to enjoy these quote unquote sad salads after that. And so I don't know if I've ever felt properly, but you you have. That was a game changer for me. You know, if we can all rally behind each other in some way shape or form and offer any level of support because I'm with you those salads are so sad (laughs) I was eating salads all the time and it's just like ugh. but it got to a point I don't know about you like if I wasn't eating salads because I wasn't getting vitamins through most dietary needs like during that time did you find yourself craving salads, even though you seem to be like tired of them and you don't want to eat them anymore? Mm-hmm. It's weird how our body is just craving them. Yes. Because and I will just crave it. How much we pack onto them. So I was going to quickly just explain what my sad salad is. It's yes. technically <laughs> called the giant cancer fighting salad, but in Jesse's terms, it is sad salad. So it's kale, spinach, arugula, chard, and then you put broccoli sprouts with it, cauliflower, purple cabbage, onions, red, yellow, green onion, and then you can put red, yellow, or green peppers, mushrooms on it, raw sunflower seeds, almonds or walnuts that are raw or roasted, sprouted beans, sprouted lentils, black or green, and then you put a sauerkraut or kimchi on it. And then you have to like, 
it tells you to do your own salad dressing, which is oil, extra virgin olive oil, and flaxseed oil, and then just a touch of apple cider vinegar or a little lemon juice or both, and just Mm -hmm. drizzle it on there. So it was just very bland. But it sounds amazing. It was. I mean, it is absolutely amazing. And now I eat it for lunch most days. And I put the green goddess on it now Mm -hmm. because. Oh, yeah. The dressing just doesn't kick it for me. And I mean, you can put spices on it because you can do oregano or garlic powder, turmeric or curry, uh, cayenne, black pepper. So there's options, but it just two meals a day. I just got very sad with it. And I still had to make dinner for the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. And here they are enjoying something that I know tastes good. But so that's my sad salad. And it works. And it's fantastic. Absolutely. But then everything else that I eat is plant based one way or another. Right. And you mentioned to me like around that time that it the the type of meat that you were eating was kosher based versus regular way I don't even know what that would be called but can you explain why they tell you to eat more kosher based meat if you are going to eat meat yes absolutely so we can uh, if following this protocol you can eat meat sparingly much like it tells you in the bible he's like once a month is more than enough maybe you know once twice a month but he explained that you want to do kosher based because of the way the animal is prepped And so when an animal goes for slaughter, traditionally the animal is like caught while it's running or it's scared, its blood is pumping. So there's a lot of adrenaline moving through it. But when you do a kosher animal, it's very calm. It's usually uh, slaughtered in a very safe environment for the animal. Mm -hmm. And then it's it's something about the way they slice it that it is just like a quick, clean kill to the animal. And then the way they they drain the blood because blood also can be very toxic. And so it's the way that they they clean the animal and drain the blood. And then, of course, everything's very clean in the way they do it as well. So that's my understanding of kosher. I'm sure someone that is Jewish or knows more is like, you're an idiot, Jesse, but that's my understanding. <laughs> so, and they're welcome to tell me I'm an idiot and I will full on, ex- that's fine. <laughs> oh, so. you're not an idiot. But <laughs> I I knew that it had something to do with, I believe that we like shoot them in the head with some sort of gun-like object. And mm-hmm. so it, it then stimulates those nerves, like you said, and the blood going into the muscle versus... Mm-hmm not all of that being stimulated, I guess, yes. is how I understood it as well. So I think, I think you gave a really good explanation to be honest. Cause Hopefully. And another thing is like, we can do eggs sparingly, but they need to be pasture raised eggs because that way the chickens are open and getting exercise, mm-hmm. but then they're eating good food as well and it's not chicken on top of chicken like it is in what's like they consider what is it range free or cage free or free range so that usually free range just means they're like roaming in the chicken coop like or the chicken house but if it's pasture raised they are outside so then they're getting 
good air, good sunlight, bugs, and it's not such a concentrated diet. So that's another thing as well. And then just FYI, the, okay, so off of plant-based, I mean, we could preach all day about plant-based. I have been doing my prayers and with my prayers, I am very specific in, in the way I'm praying. You can share this as well, but I'm asking for strength, the energy I need every day, courage to accept the Lord's will and understanding and accepting his will, but that I can also be healed and healthy and live a long, healthy life. Brooke, do you have like a, like a prayer that you're giving? Yes. So I, I try to do my journaling every day and I try to journal in some way, but in that I also have my quiet time is what I call it, where I do pray. I have my time to focus on that. And in my prayers normally start with, with thanking him for allowing me to continue on this journey, thanking him for continued life. And it, it might not be in the way that I would prefer it to be, but I'm alive and I'm blessed for that. And so then I will start praying um, what I'm asking for, you know, continued health, helping with my anxiety, because as I said before, you started this podcast is my anxiety is through the roof. I can't explain it. It's, you know, the sermon at church, um, this the series that he's on is, is overwhelming anxiety. And so I feel like in a way my prayers are being answered on that spiritual level, but it's being given to me, not as if God is speaking to me, but he's speaking to me through, through the pastor, you know, and it, it's just like, those are the things that I'm asking for. Give me direction, give me some sort of not really answer, but help me guide me in that we both know that the spiritual part I think is probably the most important through this entire journey because we can focus on diet we can focus on working out but if our mental spiritual isn't there I feel like we get really lost and we struggle a lot more and then when your mentality is in a state where you're down and depressed a lot of people have told me your mental and spiritual state is going to be what gets you through this and is going to be what heals you. You have that positive mentality. You're going to have a better outcome. Yes. I want to feed off of that because very much that law of attraction, what we say, what we repeat is what comes to us. And so every day at 1130 on my calendar, I have put an affirmation that says I am healed. I am healthy. I am well. And it pops up every day. So even when I'm having those downslope days, that affirmation will come and I will repeat that in my mind. I think absolutely what you're putting out there and in your mind game is what's going to pull you, me, anyone. It's going to pull us through any trial in which we're going through. I agree. And I, I, my radiology oncologist told me Whenever I would talk to him during radiology, he would tell me, do not ever say that you're a cancer patient. You're a cancer survivor. It's all in the way that we, that we approach it. And we talk about beating cancer. We don't talk about it taking over us and Mm -hmm. in the way that we approach it, it's just very much the way that we, like you said, we put it in the universe, we give it to God, you know, whatever anybody's belief is. 
um, that's listening to our show. We all have different religions, as you and I've discussed. We all diff- different faiths. Some may not believe in in the Lord, um, but on whatever spiritual level that you can connect, whatever your faith, you know, comes from, that's that's where you need to focus. Yes, absolutely. And then there is always hope, no matter what. Always. It, it doesn't matter religion beliefs. There is hope and there is love. And that's why I also feel like, yes, I have my beliefs, but that's why I grasped on to every avenue that was that was and is presented to me because I believe, yes, in higher powers, but also in good energy, in earth energy and fire and wind, all of that. And I believe Mm -hmm. it all works together for our best interests. And so that's also to bring up that another thing in which I do is, is energy work. I work with uh, somebody who has that gift. I worked with multiple people actually who have this amazing gift and talent of directing the body's energy that because it's even proven scientifically proven that when you do energy work, it changes the way your cells react and Mm -hmm. causes this like chain reaction to happen. And so I have been very open into this energy work and then telling me this needs to go here or this needs to go there or anything in the chakras, all of that I've been working with as well as uh, massages. And then of course, exercising every day and then scripture reading, reading scriptures or even good works too. any, any book or words that are positive. I have been nurturing myself on that. How about you, Brooke? Same. I, I haven't tr- tried the chakra yet, but I've do- been doing yoga and just really trying to center my mind, body, and soul all in, you know, a, a good order. Um, one of my protocols is going to see a, I don't know if she would be considered a sex therapist, mm-hmm. um, but really just trying to get my female reproduction in order because that also plays a part in your mental state and the stability that we have when we're forced into menopause when we're not. So that's a protocol I'm taking, you know, and like I said, working out, um, just really trying to be, I feel like when we go camping, I'm one with nature. I'm really able to decompress and focus on the surroundings around me, the beauty of the earth. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that kind of might sound a little cheesy to some people, but it's ironic when you can disconnect from the real world, from our cell phones, from all of that busy life. And it really just puts things in a better perspective. Absolutely. It took about a year and a half before any of the nurses at the cancer center kind of told me this because I was telling them how off my body felt with the menopause, the dryness, all of that, all of the stuff that came along with it. The intimacy level with my husband, um, we can touch on that at a different episode when we can have our husbands on here and everything. But, you know, with her, she mentioned that whenever you go through chemo and they put you on menopause uh, medications and you're not naturally going through menopause, you have to get your, your mind in the same place as your body. And so what happens to your body is that if you don't have any chemo or radiation down there, you know, obviously mine was in my breast but it's hormone based. So obviously they have to shut down hormones. Well, the, your, your internal pelvic floor area, it all blood flow basically stops. 
So the blood flow stops to that. So it, it basically dries up and hardens in a way. So she was having me do a lot of breathing exercises, a lot of pelvic floor breathing, like breathing really deep. Um, There was a lot of yoga poses that were involved with that. Um, She gave me these handouts of, of all these different exercises that I needed to do and stretching and learning how to relax and trying to get the blood flow to happen more back down there because even stopping the -the over-the-counter meds and things that the doctors were telling me to do, none of that was coming back. Mm -hmm. So when I went to her to even try to be intimate with my husband, there was just an immense amount of pain. I wasn't, I had no sex drive, no libido. There was no desire there in any of that, which the desire part I'm still struggling with because my hormones are still so out of whack, but that's what she helps with. She helps with going through the process. And she was at cancer treatment here in Tulsa for almost 30 years, helping all different types of cancer patients go through these transitions. Because, you know, you, as we both know, we have husbands, we have spouses, but it wasn't just about, it wasn't just about a sexual need. It was more about having the intimacy to have with your spouse, right? The chemistry, the connection, Mm -hmm. having all of those things back. And she really likes to have your spouse in there with you. So that way you guys can work through everything together. And so the second protocol after the breathing and the stretching, she then starts you on creams and what to use in the shower. And then she starts you on a dilator. She has you dilating your your inside, I don't know, your vaginal wall, because like I said, it shrinks and it gets really tight. And then when the blood flow happens, it doesn't expand anymore. So it's all getting your mind and your body to function as one. So it's, it's actually really interesting. I thought it would be really awkward and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with her, but she's a nurse and she's a therapist. So to have that combination It really helped open up that realm of, okay, it's not just somebody telling me I need to work on my feelings or I need to do this. You know, she had that knowledge and that expertise in two different areas. So she was able to really help. And that's just something I feel like a lot of patients don't know that that person's out there and, and it's really hard to find that information. But I just want to put that out there that there is somebody like that. And whether you can be intimate with your husband now, since your procedures, there are other things that you can do and other ways that you can work on centering that connection. And she's, she's amazing. I can't say anything, anything better about her. I I will. I do want to add one more protocol. Yes. I have to take Claritin and or the same generic brand that uh, Claritin is um, because that helps with bone pain. And so Claritin is something that I take daily as well on top of all those vitamins because it helps with bone pain. Yes. I have been taking, don't give me a drug test because I'm going to fail because I take THC and CBD every day. And that helps be, and especially like with the bone pain, no, no amount of medication seems to touch it, but yes. the THC can, that one helps. And then it relaxes me enough and then I can get some good sleep. I don't ever feel like I get high 
I don't, maybe I'm just because I'm naturally high all the time. I don't know. <laughs> I'm on cloud nine all the time. But that's one that I take. I did try. They told me it was called RSO. I don't believe that it was. I think it was just a combination of CBD and THC. I got to look more into it. But there apparently is a type. I don't I don't know this whole terminology. That's a whole new world for me. I went in to buy the CBD one day and I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing, but can you help me? And people are more, more than willing to help if you just ask. But anyways, there's this brand called Rick. Oh, what is it called? Rick Simons. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, maybe. Mm-hmm. I've just heard about RSO the other day. Yes. And so that's really supposed to help heal cancer. And it really helps at least the system feel better too. So that is something new for me that I tried starting in December. Let's see. What else do we have that's really good? Some really great scriptures. I turn to the scriptures. I turn to journaling. I think that might be everything that I do. Oh, fasting. That's another one that I do. Mm -hmm. Fasting is a big one. Once a month, I fast 24 hours, no food, no water. In this square one or crispy cancer protocol, he talks about doing like a water fast. And Mm -hmm. the most he's ever done is three days, but some people do three or four days and they only drink water, but they will go without food for that long as well. And that's a really great way to get in tune with your body, but get in tune spiritually as well. And I feel like it takes a lot of strength, not only mentally, but spiritually, whatever level to go without food. But it almost seems like you hit a point when you go go fasting, as you go fasting, here we go, as you fast, (laughs) as you fast. I always felt it's almost like this empowerment that kind of takes over this deeper connection to my body, to the spirit, all of it. And so I highly recommend fasting. I do a lot of detoxing as well. Some Mm -hmm. of the supplements that I take are detoxers. I drink also dandelion root tea to help with the detoxing. Also this, but this is a safe place. So all bets are off here. I will do a coffee enema. And let's talk about feeling awkward. Don't do it later at night because <laughs> you're legit giving yourself a shot of coffee and it's going straight into your system. So that would be what I would recommend doing earlier in the day because that caffeine does hit the system, but it does detox the liver and helps pull out those details. Interesting. It does really irritate. I don't do it near as often now because it really does irritate the ulcers I have in my colon. So it makes me bleed even more. But I have done it. And when I was really, really like on point, I felt like the first three months I was doing the crispy cancer, my scans came back clear initially, minus the one metastasis to the brain. And so I feel like these things do work. And even where I have not done chemo since March, I haven't done any type of treatment since March, that even though the cancer did reappear, they're tiny. They're one centimeters. And that was in a scan back in June. And last week when I had a biopsy done, the tumors were at 1.5. And for having such an aggressive biting mutating cancer that I do have. To me, that is absolutely remarkable that this cancer is staying in check 
so well and that these tumors are staying so small because I am following these protocols. And I feel honestly that the obedience in them is making a huge difference. Has anybody told you to do the um, dewormer for animals? That sounds familiar, but let's hear it. Well, I don't know. I, I want to say it's the same dewormer, heart dewormer that I give my dog. I believe it starts with a P. I'll have to look it up and I can throw a little ad lib in there for the next episode that we do. But there was also a documentary done years ago on a guy from Edmond, Oklahoma that had cancer and he actually didn't do any modern day medicine. He was using animal medication to beat cancer. And so he did that and he's been cancer free for a while. I wish I could remember more, but like you said, my brain doesn't function as it once did. (laughs) And so I would have to look all of that up, but it's definitely worth something looking into. I just don't know if I would be brave enough to try animal medication. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it wouldn't. I don't know. I just, I would have to do a lot more research before I put something like that in my body. But I feel like there's so many different protocols, so many different types of uh, lifestyles and things, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that are out there. There are, and there's so many options. And so I think that's the information which we're trying to provide is this is what we've done and we have seen success in it. And we're not saying this is the way to do it, the only way to do it. It's just, this is what we have done. And we absolutely would love to hear what others are doing as well. And we're very open to the research and looking into these all these other options because I know there's not... This is not all of it, for sure. Right. Before we get too long, because I could talk to you forever. Mm-hmm. But Same. I saw you. It's late. <laughs> it's late for us right now. It's late for the recording, because that's what we have to do to get these kids in bed. And after working a full day of work. And so let's call it good here. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're excited to bring more goodness to you, but definitely feel free to comment. I did start the Instagram. It's called at the bald babes podcast. You're welcome to reach out to us. The bald babes at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and your comments. Also, we read them on iTunes and Spotify, Amazon. So keep on sharing. We really appreciate it. I just love talking talking to you. I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Get some good rest. Thank you for joining us. Our goal is to help uplift others. When you rate and review this podcast, it makes it easier for others searching to find us. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review and share with someone you think could benefit from these bald babes. Have the best day ever.